At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is a, uh, I think, somewhat darker skin-toned edge as a, a great day out of the golf course. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Eumanns alongside, as always, great show on tap. Paul Stone is going to be with us 30 minutes from now as we continue to unveil our edge top 40. The Pac-12 is the team, the conference, where our team resides today. So we'll discuss who that's going to be coming up in about 15 minutes. But a good weekend, Matt, a good weekend. I had a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you could make it out to the golf course yesterday, the third annual VSIN Invitational. We had 49 players signed up, 47 showed up, which was good. Only had two no-shows yesterday, and we had uh, really nice weather out there at Prim Valley Golf Club. It really was. I-15, just past the uh, I-15 South, just past the California state line. You know what I like about that course? One of the many things I like about it so much. How many uh, houses did you hit with a golf ball yesterday? None. Because there are no houses on For the course. For somebody like me, it's very important. Yeah, it's it's in the middle of the desert, very secluded. It's a it's my favorite golf course in uh, Southern Nevada. So we get out there yesterday and um, have our third annual golf tournament. Great turnout, and we had on the tenth hole the Brian Blessing Memorial Hounds Breakfast closest to the pin contest. That's right. And I was looking forward to this uh, hole quite a bit, not only because it honors our late buddy Brian Blessing who died in January, but uh, this was a par four that was made a little bit shorter because we played the white tees and there was a temporary green because uh, they've had issues with uh, grass disease out there and trying, trying to uh, rebuild the greens, essentially. But it played about 230, so I'd say 220 in the air over the lake to hit the green. And um, I wasn't sure, out of the 47 players, I wasn't sure how many would actually hit the green. Right. I was guessing, over. I was going to put the over-under to like seven and a half, eight and a half, somewhere around there. So my group was last to come through, and zero players to hit the green before right. us. Yep. And two, uh, I went left of the green. Paul Stone went right. Uh, Joel, Joel Kajowski stuck his uh, drive about 10 feet to the left of the pen, and then it was up to Joey Mizell, Joey the bookie, mm-hmm. to rip Joel's heart out because Joel Kajowski is a big Brian Blessing fan. He's from Buffalo, big Bills fan, and the prize for that hole was two Buffalo Bills futures tickets to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. Joel wanted that bad. Right. Joey Mizell hits stripes a shot right down the middle. Looks like he might win closest to the pin. Brian, 
Blessing might have played a part in this, blowing it off to the left just a little <laughs> bit. The ball tailed off and lands about 15 feet away to the left. So Joel won closest to the pen by about five feet. But uh, like I said, it was. I want to say thanks to uh, Dustin Flat, uh, Mark Nolan, all the people out at uh, the Prem Golf Course who helped us put on a great tournament. It's a course worth playing if you get a chance. I have, people ask a lot of times, what's your favorite course to play? What courses should I play when I come to Vegas? This is one worth checking out. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And yeah. as somebody who is, that, that's the only the second time I've played a full 18 in my life in terms of golf. Is it really? Yeah, I absolutely well, you loved the course. played some par three courses, Yeah, right? I played a bunch of yeah. par threes. Okay. And I, you know, I was practicing a lot to get ready for this. And that was the, the picture that we showed, if we could show it again. That was my group uh, on that hole for Brian Blessing. And um, I actually, I went, because of course, I'm a very novice golfer. One of my best tee shots of the day was on this hole. I decided to go, you know, fairway and lay it up. And, oh, you did? Yeah, I can't drive oh, it over on. the I can't drive it over the lake yet. Uh, but it was... <laughs> was one of the better ones that I hit. And uh, actually, my buddy on the right of there, to the right of the screen, you would say, his name's Kevin Tully, uh, won the longest drive contest. He tried to do it. I think he landed like nine, ten yards short of the green, mm-hmm. cleared the lake. But it's a ton of fun, man. And uh, I enjoyed my time out there. I'm getting better at golf. So I enjoyed everything out there. Very much worth signing up for the fifth major next year. Yeah, glad you guys could come out. And uh, appreciative of all, all the people who showed up. We had um, – from V send Vinny Mayulo, Ben Fox, yep. JVT. Patrick Everson asked me last night, where he, he didn't even think you were in the tournament. And we were the group right behind him. He said, Where was JVT? I didn't see him all day. Yeah. I said, You were probably about 50 yards from him on the course. Yeah, half the whole day. time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there yards, was at yeah. one point, I hope Patrick is watching, we were mocking them because there was a hole that, what hole was it right before the clubhouse where the, the temporary green was like literally like on a hill? And they spent like 10 minutes examining the greens like they was were. Was that 17? Yeah, I think so. When they were like measuring, they were like, all right, here we go. You know, like they're getting down and crouching. I'm like, all right, let's go. It's not the live tour. Speed it up, Patrick. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not the live tour because we didn't have any jackasses on the course yesterday. No, no, we did all, not. All good guys. A few women were out there too. So a great tournament. I have to give credit to uh, Matt Shrewsbury. Notice the shrews. He had an eagle. He holed out from yeah. 80 yards out yesterday. Yeah. Um, JVT, I just missed an ace on that number 17 you were talking about. Did you really? By two feet. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it looked like my team, Joel Kajowski, and I were going to win the tournament. And uh, Joey Mizell and Paul Stone were tied with us at the time. I tapped in for birdie. Joey chipped in. Okay. So we're still heads up, and we ended up in a tie uh, for the win at nine under 62. Uh, So we had a two-way tie. But a lot of of, uh, groups shot really good scores out there. I think a lot of people were happy. Uh, with the way things went. We had groups flying in from Ohio, yep. Florida, Texas, North Carolina. Had uh, We've met somebody uh, yeah, from obviously Iowa. Obviously a lot of players from California. What's that? I, think I believe I met somebody from Iowa as well. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We had players flying in from all over the country for this tournament. Hopefully next year we can do it again, bigger and better. Yes. Uh, we were two over for the day, by the way, if anybody was that's, mentioning. That's a pretty solid score. That's, it was par 71 on the Lakes course. Yep. Had a lot of fun. All right. With that, uh, we open every single show with the National Football League, of course, because the NFL's quickly approaching. Preseason week one starts in a few days. So we got a lot of news that is coming down from training camps and whatnot. Now, there are a couple of things that I wanted to throw at you and get your thoughts on uh, because there's a lot of stuff that came down today. And it seems like small news and notes, Matt, but uh, there are things worth mentioning. For example, saw this pop up today. and This has something to do with what we're going to see in the NFL season. The NFL wants officials to emphasize illegal contact fouls this season. This is from Pro Football. Talk. A league spokesperson told Kevin Seifert of ESPN.com they've asked officials to pay closer attention to these fouls. Of course, as we know, defensive players prohibited from contacting receivers more than five yards off the line of scrimmage while the quarterback has the ball and is in the pocket. So, just what we needed an emphasis on defensive fouls. Sure, it's going to be absolutely fantastic to watch when we get to the year. Yeah, that's what I say. It makes the game worse when the officials are more involved. But what the NFL is trying to do here, obviously, is create more scoring, more offense. Yep. And uh, last year, I thought there were going to be more illegal contact fouls than there were, uh, I think only 35 of those penalties last season. And the the average was somewhere around 95. Between, yep, 2002 and yeah. 2020. In previous years. So the NFL trying to emphasize, <laughs> I, I don't like the illegal contact penalty, uh, which means you can't touch a receiver more than five yards down the field if the quarterback has a ball and is in the pocket. Uh, but NFL emphasizes things like this every year, and that's going to be one that annoys us. You know, you and I were talking about the first play from scrimmage in the Hall of Fame game right. last week when Walker, Trevon Walker, comes around the edge and he hits uh, Jarrett Stidham, the Raiders quarterback. Didn't look like a penalty to me. Clean. Roughing the passer, flag comes out right away. So it's one thing that's uh, negative. We're all excited about football coming back, but I'm never excited 
about the emphasis on uh, more flags. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to finish that out. I thought no. you, you, sound, you sound like you're trailing off. All right, so two injury notes, actually three mm-hmm. to monitor two here as we kind of move forward into training camp. One is very, very important. Now, if you read between the lines, it doesn't seem like it's, uh, again, teams always do this, right? They kind of poo-poo when it comes to injury situations. But earlier today, Jameis Winston rolled his ankle, has to undergo further evaluation as we move forward. Some of the quotes coming out, of course, are that, ah, you know, it's fine. We'll examine it. Everything's going to be great. Remember, uh, Andy Dalton had uh, is their backup quarterback, so we'll see what Dennis Allen and the Saints do here. But I'm I am as high as you can be. I am relatively high on Jameis Winston mm-hmm. coming into this year. Thought he put up some pretty good performances. If you examine, you don't want to just go with 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, because there's more to it than that. But if you looked at some of his numbers in his games from a season ago, uh, you saw some positives for Winston. So I was very very much looking forward to him. He's also, by the way, very popular wager for in terms of comeback player of the year. So we'll see if this really limits him at all. Rolled ankle, never really too serious, but something to keep an eye on is the teens probably don't want to roll out Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's, uh, it was unfortunate because <laughs> I thought Jameis Winston was off to a good start last season yeah. with the Saints, and obviously he was going to be able to get the ball downfield more than Drew Brees could the previous season. Ironically, Winston was hurt in a game against the Buccaneers, his former team, and lost for the season. I think uh, when you look at this current Winston injury, uh, it just impacts the way – you might bet the Saints in the preseason. Right now, you got a backup quarterback of Andy Dalton who figures to get a lot of snaps, you would think, and uh, at least a couple of the Saints preseason games. Yeah. Uh, Ian Book is going to get, I would think, a majority of the work to second-year quarterback from Notre Dame. I don't think Taysom Hill is even in the picture as a quarterback anymore. Uh, they've talked about using him at multiple positions. Uh, but it, yeah. do- it doesn't seem like he's going to get many snaps at all at quarterback. I would think that ship has sailed, unless yeah. – to your point, if for some reason this Winston injury is more serious and you're looking at Andy Dalton as more of a starter, then I think Taysom becomes emergency quarterback and maybe gets some more reps when the preseason mm-hmm. begins. But I would agree with that. I think the ship has sailed, and I think we kind of know what Taysom Hill is at this point. So, see that. Win total of eight and a half. Shaded to the under for the Saints. Uh, I, I do think when you look at New Orleans, uh, that that has playoff team written on it, of course. That depends on what Jameis Winston is going to be. Now, two offensive linemen to note in terms of injuries. First off, uh, Mekhi Becton apparently suffered an injury to his surgically repaired right knee, limped off to the locker room earlier today at Jets practice. Robert Sala has come out and said, quote, it's stable, doesn't seem like a big deal, but Becton is getting an MRI, so we don't know the results of that. And also, for the Baltimore Ravens, Matt, uh, Tyler Lindebaum, their center, is dealing with a Liz Frank injury, and we know that, as you know, Harbaugh has said, it's not a serious thing, but that's a recurring injury that lingers for an offensive line that's looking to kind of get rebuilt and patched up. Not a great thing here for Linderbaum to be dealing with that. So two key offensive linemen for their respective teams dealing with some ailments as we go into the preseason. Yeah, and uh, hopefully Becton's okay. The Jets don't need any more bad news. They actually did a really good job in terms of building a personnel. I think, Joe, yeah, I think Joe Douglas has uh, done a pretty good job at drafting yep. and uh, player acquisitions with the uh, Jets as GM. And Becton is a, a guy with a lot of potential on the offensive line. As far as Ravens go, and uh, the rookie offensive lineman from Iowa – He's a stud if he's healthy. I'm not sure how much he was going to play in the preseason anyway, but I think JVT, I'm going to talk to uh, Ben Fox about this today. I think we have to put John Harbaugh on the cover of Point Spread Weekly this week. I'm going to write the preseason column tonight. The Ravens play Thursday night, and John Harbaugh has a 20-game winning streak in the preseason. I love it. <laughs> he's, that's, that is something ridiculous, yeah. and, uh, and clearly something they take seriously. All right, we'll come back. What we take seriously, the Edge Top 40 preseason poll. We go to the Pac-12 on the other side as we unveil our next team in our preseason poll. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, the college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide is coming in a couple of weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSEN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VSEN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month to see everything vSIN has to offer. Go to vSIN.com, subscribe, and become part of the Sports Betting Network. There it is, Alabama Crimson Tide on the cover of the College Football Betting Guide. Pro Football Betting Guide cover to be determined. Okay. Who do you think it should be? Matt Ryan. I'll tell you what. Somebody asked me yesterday at the golf tournament, what's a good long shot bet in the NFL? For the Super Bowl. Yeah. I said, it's, those are really hard to find. But right now, I'd probably say the Colts at 25 to 1. They got a pretty good roster, man. Yeah. And if some of the other pieces hit, like we're talking about Quiddy Pay at defensive end and others, it is, um, there's a lot to like about Indianapolis. And it's a quarterback safe system for Matt Ryan. So we'll see if he actually catches. Cause How about this? Let's start with this. Matt, Matt Stafford changes teams last year, wins the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Could it happen for Matt Ryan? I think we mentioned this before. This yeah. is. This is the era of the mercenary quarterback now. Tom Brady switches teams, wins the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Stafford switches teams, wins the Super Bowl for the Rams. All these like B-plus and better quarterbacks are reaching the tail ends of their careers. Their teams are moving on from the way they're built. So what are they going to do? Teams that are like the Colts who feel like they have a roster that just need that one thing to make them better, go and grab them, see mm-hmm. what you can get out of them. So we'll see if Matt Ryan can be the next mercenary dude to go to a next spot and Land them a Super Bowl. Well, I hope it works out for Matt Ryan. I do have a futures bet on the Colts, too, and we gave one away at the golf tournament uh, yeah. yesterday here from the South Point Sportsbook. Uh, let's go to the Edge College Football Preseason Top 40. Paul Stone's going to join us in 10 minutes. He's one of the voters on this panel. It's me, JVT, Paul Stone, and Adam Burke of VSIN. And uh, we came up with our Top 40. We had four other teams receiving votes. In the also receiving votes category, number 41, Florida State, number 42, Nebraska, 43, UCF, and 44, Air Force. Uh, JVT, our number 40 team, was Fresno State, yep. a team I like over the win total of 8.5. And, As do and I. I think you like uh, the Bulldogs. You wrote up the Mountain West for the College Football Betting Guide. Bet them at circa 3-1 to one to win the Mountain West as well. You so. like Fresno State and Air Force yep. in the Mountain West, right? Yeah, if we're talking betting the Mountain West, uh, the two teams, I think that actually should be 1-2, and two, especially when you evaluate schedules. It's Fresno State and it is Air Force. Who Air Force, I mean, I think we talked about this, and I talked to Steve Mackinnon, Adam Burke, and others. There are a lot of people who make their ratings that have uh, Air Force favored in every game but one, mm-hmm. and the one is a pick, or in every single game on the schedule this year. So it gives you an idea of what's going to happen for the Air Force this year. Uh, they have a clear path to the Mountain West. And also, we should be clear, because I've heard this run about, the divisions are still in play this year in the Mountain West. Yeah, not in the Pac-12. Right. But so they are in the Mountain West. This is the last year for that, too. But, yes, Air Force, Fresno State, two teams to very much look forward to in the Mountain West. They're going to be great. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You said a la- the last year for divisions. It's going to be – hopefully it's not the last year for the Mountain West, and it becomes the Pac West. I was going to say, or something. The way it's the going. The Mountain Conference. The, the Pac-12, <laughs> and it might be absorbing Oregon State and others into that thing, so Who we'll see. Who knows what's going to happen. Number 39, South Carolina. Number 38 was Minnesota. 37, Purdue. A couple Big Ten teams back-to-back. Number 36, Louisville. 35, Houston. 34, Kansas State. I played Kansas State over six and a half yep. wins. Uh, 33, UCLA, 32, Auburn, and 31, Florida. And uh, we were talking about the one common trait uh, all those teams had when we were talking about uh, 31 through 40. Veteran quarterbacks are really talented. So, uh, actually, a lot of those are coaches. And, coaches I like a lot, too, on those teams. And um, I was going to make the joke, and now I can't for, I can't remember the name of the former Huskers quarterback who is now at Kansas State. Adrian, Adrian Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say. Bunch of, all those guys in Adrian Martinez. It's funny you that two joke. years ago, Adrian Martinez was getting a lot of support mm-hmm. in the Heisman Trophy market. And now it, he became the butt of jokes like I, two years later. I will never forget that. I think it was Scott Frost's first year. A few spots had them 6-1 to one to make the playoff. Uh-huh. That, 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 that was wild. That was absolutely wild. But you're right. We have come a long way. Where are you at? Are we in the right. top 30? Number 30, Wake yep. Forest. 29, LSU. 28, Kentucky. 27, Mississippi State. A run on SEC teams. 29 through 27. 26 is Pitt. 25, Iowa. 24, Cincinnati. Uh, 23, Oklahoma State, 22, Mississippi. I uh, played Mississippi over seven and a half wins as well. Like that team quite a bit. Arkansas at number 21, and JVT, now we're at the top 20. Yes, we are, and uh, we get to our next team here, of course, as well. So 20, Michigan State, 19, BYU, 18, Penn State, and number 17, who we unveiled today coming out of the Pac-12, a team that I think is very polarizing, and a lot of people can't wait to see what they're going to be. The USC Trojans check in at number 17 on the college football edge, the edge, college football preseason top 40. Trojans are a really, really fascinating team. Lincoln Riley comes over, of course. They're a brand as well. Coming off of a four and eight year bowl straight up and against the spread. They have quite a few guys coming back on offense, seven or eight, depending on how you measure starters. Only three dudes from last year's defense, which maybe not that bad. The defense wasn't that great mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, or, excuse me, a season ago. If you look at it from a quarterback perspective, uh, not Sean Clifford, I think we're going to talk about Caleb Williams as the quarterback for the USC Trojans. And that is where you kind of begin here with USC because Jordan Addison comes in a wide receiver in the transfer market. Caleb Williams comes over with Lincoln Riley. And you look at this team and you think offensively, They should be pretty good in Riley's system, but you wonder about a defense that is being rebuilt with a bunch of transfers and a team that might be overvalued somewhat by the betting market as well. Mm -hmm. I think Brad Powers was on with us maybe six weeks ago, and he said it's possible that USC is underrated and overrated at the same time. Yeah, I think what it was this thing, it might be the most improved team, but also the most overvalued team by his standards. Yeah, actually, the win total of nine and a half, you just want to play that under. You yep. think this team's probably overhyped. You want to play it under, and then you look at the schedule, and it's a very favorable schedule for USC. Now, the Trojans, they, they lost to Stanford last year, and that week two game at Stanford on September 10th is not a gimme. I think the Cardinals are going to be better than a lot of people expect, and uh, they have a veteran quarterback in Tanner McKee who's really talented. How about week three at home against yep. Fresno State, week four at Oregon State? The Beavers are going to be really good in the Pac-12 this year. But the key games uh, for USC, the back end of the schedule at UCLA, November 19th, that game's at the Rose Bowl. And then uh, November 26th, Notre Dame comes to the Coliseum. And uh, it's going to be interesting at that point to see if USC flips to the favorite in that game. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, You said the USC defense wasn't that great. It was an embarrassment last year, uh, especially at the end of the year. When the Trojans got run over by the Bruins, sixty-two to thirty-three, yep. in that rivalry game. Well, and that's why. So when you evaluate the schedule, and we're talking about in some spots, as you saw the win total, they're nine and a half, and some spots shaded to the over at minus one twenty-five. For me, when you're if you're circling these coin flip spots, these situations where the Trojans might drop one, you're obviously talking about Notre Dame at the end of the year. You're talking about the road game against UCLA near the end of the year. I would throw a tricky spot on the road against Arizona. And yes, you have a buy between that and the Utah game, but you're coming off of the game against Utah. That's going to be some tricky spots. And if your defense is going to be just as bad as it was a season ago, remember, this Fresno State team last year went to the Rose Bowl, then number 13 UCLA, and knocked them off. Yeah. And that's yeah. a team that has... Mountain West title aspirations is one of the better quarterbacks on the West Coast. Maybe arguably what? The only guy that better him? The USC Trojans quarterback and Caleb Williams? Jake Hayner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Jake, Jake Hayner uh, 
was so good, especially early in the last season. Yep. Fresno State could have uh, – they were in control and it looked like in position to upset Oregon, Oregon yep. on the road before upsetting uh, UCLA. I should have mentioned probably the biggest game on the entire Pac-12 schedule, October 15th, USC at Utah. Top two teams in terms of the yeah. odds to win the conference. Utah is my pick to win the conference, but – uh, USC's actually got a higher win total, total by virtue of a little bit easier schedule. Uh-huh. And uh, Lincoln Riley, I, I've said I think he probably came out of the transfer portal as the number one coach in terms of the guy who improved his team enough through transfers or improved his team the most. I think Lane Kiffin at Mississippi might have been number two. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin got a former USC quarterback, Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. But if you're – you're looking at this schedule and like the trickier spots of Utah and Notre Dame, it doesn't give you that much wiggle room if you're talking about betting this team over the total of nine and a half, oh, right? No. Because like those are That's why gonna... I say I want to bet under, but it's uh man, I am probably gonna stay away from this one. Yeah. So I mean to me on the surface, it looks like a team that's gonna sit right at like that nine and three, ten and two mark, and no real edge one way or the other to bet it over or under. But I'm really intrigued and like those we always we've talked about Arizona being a better team. I'm really interested in like what looks like a sneaky trap spot for a team. Yes, they're coming off of a week a week off, but that road game against Arizona, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be fascinating after what happens against Utah on October 15th. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if Arizona, how much better that yep. team might get by that point in the season, because early in the season, Arizona is a home underdog to North Dakota State. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the season's going to get started for them, too, against the Snapdragon, Snapdragon Stadium against San Diego State. That's going to be a fascinating yep. game, too. But, yeah, USC checks in at number 17. Again, win total of 9.5. She did the over minus 125. And we should also note, over at DraftKings at least, the favorite to win the Pac-12 at plus 220 just ahead of Utah, a team that many people think the Utes are actually better than USC. But when you are a brand like that, liability plays a factor into all of it. All right, we'll come back on the other side. Paul Stone's going to join us, college football handicapper. We'll talk a little golf with him because he was out on the course yesterday too, uh, but a little bit more about USC and if he thinks that this spot, number 17 on the list, is apt for the Trojans. That's when we come back here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. How about this? Paul Stone was in the VSIN Invitational at Prim Valley Golf Club yesterday. He catches a 6 a.m. flight back to Texas, nice. and he's ready to talk college football with us. Here he is, JVT, the president of Paul Stone Sports. Paul, how's it going, buddy? How was the golf tournament? How'd you hit him? You know, I didn't hit him real well, but uh, I had a real good partner, so we scored well. But uh, I have to, in the spirit of full disclosure, you know, I, I hit one or two here or there, but. Uh, Joey's a great player, and we had a great, uh, great time uh, playing with Matt as well. And uh, that was a that was a good uh, a good day. Uh, and it was uh, nice weather, uh, typical desert heat, but not too overbearing, and a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. All Stone actually won one of the closest to the pin contests. Oh, did he really? Yeah, cool. Uh, that was on the back nine, I believe. And uh, Paul Stone and Joey the bookie tied with uh, me and uh, Joel Kajowski for the overall. Win at nine under sixty two. JBT, I just went through all the scorecards. Okay, and um, somebody asked me last night who finished last, and I'm not going to call out who finished last. But the losing score was not even that bad. The, the team that finished last shot eighty. Oh, okay, that's not bad. What yeah. your team shot? What seventy three? Yeah, seventy three two over. Yeah, yep. and the winning score was sixty two. But Paul Stone, uh, you, you seem to be taking the competition very seriously. Yesterday, you were <laughs> in it to win it, weren't you? Well, I was, you know, I don't play that much. I don't play that well when I do play, Matt. And for some reason, I expect I'm going to hit some some more good shots than I do. <laughs> but, uh, no, I enjoyed myself. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty laid back. I kind of sit back and observe and stay in the zone. But it was good. Uh, it was good fun. You know, we had a, as you know, had an early lead on you guys, and y'all came roaring back, and we were lucky to even tie you. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Great competition. I think we had a good time. 
All right, Paul. Well, with that, let's move on to a little bit of college football. We are unveiling our top 40 that you helped us decide, and we are on number 17 today. The 17th-ranked team for us in the poll was USC. The Trojans come in as our 17th-ranked team in our preseason top 40. Uh, I'll just ask the simple question, 17. Is that an accurate spot there for the Trojans when you look at your ratings and what you expect of them? You know, I actually I had the uh, the Trojans even higher. I had them. I looked at my poll before uh, before coming on, and I had them at number twelve. You know, and I can I can see both sides of the story. You know, this was a four and eight team last year, so I can see certainly the the hesitation of some. You know, to vote the vote the uh, Trojans rather. You know, straight to playoff contention in the top ten or fifteen when they uh, are coming off a four and eight season. But at the same time, you know, I can appreciate uh, the enthusiasm of those who kind of view them as a potential top ten team because they are just a shining example of today's college football, where a school can just turn their roster over so quickly in the new age of the transfer portal, and that's exactly what Lincoln Riley's done there at USC. Follow him at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. Listen to the Paul Stone Sports podcast. I had USC at number fourteen. And uh, my power ratings uh, poll, JVT, did uh, see where you uh, checked in with USC. But, uh, Paul, how about Caleb Williams, the quarterback? 15 for me. Okay. You're a guy who uh, watched the Big 12 very closely last season. Is he, without a doubt, the real deal uh, to run that Lincoln-Riley offense? I think he is. I mean, you know, Oklahoma this time last year, you know, Spencer Rattler, uh, we think, is entrenched as Oklahoma's starting quarterback. Fevered at this time last year, and by the end of September, you know Caleb Williams, a big-time five-star recruit out of the Washington D.C. area, he's the starting quarterback as a true freshman, and you know he's got to get a little bit better in, in the passing game. But not that he's a bad passer, but he's so big and he's so strong in that running game. I mean, he is a made-for-college quarterback. And when you add, I mean, he they got Jordan Addison from Pittsburgh, the Litnikoff winner, you know, transfers over, had a hundred catches last year for. 1,593 yards and 17 touchdowns. They get Travis Dye, the running back from Oregon, over 4,300 career all-purpose yards. They're going to have a big-time offense. Their offensive line is going to need to develop a little bit. They've been a little bit weak in the trenches. But uh, I believe in Caleb Williams, and uh, it's really interesting. Again, I think this is the most intriguing team in all of college football, and it's going to be an interesting watch, however it turns out. You know, I was going to mention that about the offensive line, too. i got some questions about how sturdy that line's going to be. But, uh, Paul, when you look at the skill position talent, it's off the charts uh, for the Trojans. And I think USC is going to be, one. I would guess, one of the five highest-scoring offenses in college football. The defense might uh, be giving up a lot of points, too. Are you looking at uh, USC as a team that might play a lot of high-scoring games? Yeah, and I mean, they really are a lot like uh, Texas, you know, here in my part of the country. And Texas and USC both have great skill position people, but they're a little bit lean on the offensive line, and they both have defensive challenges. And looking at USC, since that's who we're talking about today, they only return three starters on defense, only return four of their top 14 tacklers from uh, a year ago. And that defense a year ago wasn't all that good. They gave up almost 32 points a game. Uh, 409 yards a game on average. They had four opponents last year scored 42 or more points against them. UCLA, they kind of dealt USC the ultimate low light, abused the Trojans to the tune of 62 points and 609 yards. So that kind of answers your question. Mm -hmm. I I think they're going to be better with Alex Grinch coming in at defensive coordinator, coming with Riley from Oklahoma. But they're not going to be that much better. So I think you're exactly right. I think there's going to be some games in the 70s and maybe even uh, beyond involving the Trojans this season. So, Paul, in our poll, we have yet to unveil our Utah lands. I'm going to assume that they're going to be a part of the poll, right? So, what for you, the balance between USC and Utah, when you look at the Pac-12, almost every market you find and every operator you find has USC as the favorite team to win the Pac-12. Uh, but I would say the Utes are the better team. And talking to a lot of people, uh, they agree. Would you agree with that sentiment? Absolutely. I mean, Utah is just uh... – you know, they play better defense is the main thing. They're just sound. They're, you know, they did lose some people. They lost a, a big-time uh, linebacker and uh, lost a running back and some folks. But, uh, you know, you have to – I think you have to make Utah the uh, the favorite just based on the fact that they've been 
you know, playing at a, a championship level for uh, a season or two, whereas USC, again, coming off a, a four-win season, they, they've had yet to prove it. So, uh, yeah, I think you have to give Utah the, the higher ranking and the favorites role in that Pac-12. Paul, how many uh, win totals have you bet involving uh, Pac-12 teams? here. The only one I believe I've played is Colorado under three and a half, mm-hmm. which is one of my bigger ones. Yeah, Colorado under three and a half, just looking at each of the teams in the league. I think that's the only one I've played out of about a dozen that I've played. Okay. Uh, let's see. I played Utah over. I played uh, let's see, so far, Stanford over four, mm-hmm. not four and a half, which is a number out there. A lot of books are was one book that had four here in Vegas, and uh, Colorado under three and a half as well. Okay, I wonder about Arizona, uh, Paul. And while we're talking about Pac-12 and mostly USC here, let's go to the bottom of the conference. Is Arizona still going to be bad, or do you think with a new quarterback, second-year coach, Wildcats have a brutal schedule, so I think wins are going to be really hard to come by. But uh, where do you rate Arizona uh, going into 2022? I mean, you know, they, they do have uh, Jaden DeLora, who's coming over from Washington State, so I think they're going to be better at the quarterback position. And it's not going to show anything this year, pay any dividends, but Jed Fish is really recruiting at a high level for Arizona. They've got it, the 2023 class. I think they're like top 15 or top 20 right now in the class. But mm-hmm. And they did get a lot of players out of the transfer portal, so they've changed over their roster a little bit too. But, you know, they've got so far to go. I mean, this is a team that's, one in sixteen in their last uh, in the last two seasons, and I think if you stretch it a, a little bit further than that, they might be like one in twenty three. And that victory, uh, you know, being uh, last year over California. So when you've won that few of football games, you know, over the last two and a half years, I think you have to, you know, see it first before you start counting on it. So I think you have to keep Arizona. Um, you know, they might be. I think I've got them just a little bit lower than Colorado on the power ranking at the bottom of the league. But they're certainly, again, a team that I'm going to watch closely, especially in the early going. They open at San Diego State, then they host Mississippi State and North Dakota State. Yep. So we'll find out a lot about them in those first three weeks. So I'll keep an eye on them, be very fluid in my power rankings early in the year. JVT, you talked about it. USC at Utah, middle of September. After that, the Trojans face three of the weakest teams maybe the three weakest teams in the Pac-12, Arizona, Cal, and Colorado, and then finish against UCLA and uh, Notre Dame. We also should mention, Paul, in the last uh, 20 seconds here, congratulations on your golf winner yesterday. You cashed a future at 37-1, to right? Yeah, I had uh, Ju Young Kim, uh, the South Korean, who also goes by, I guess his Americanized name is Tom Kim, but he uh, he won for me. He's going to be a great golfer. He's a phenom. Paul, good to talk to you, man. It was good to see you yesterday, too. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you having me on. Y'all take care. Paul Stone Sports up on Twitter, right? We'll take our break here. We get a little bit of League Baseball before we close out the show here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Last 15 or so here on The Edge. Remember, coming up next, my guys in the desert on VSIN, the sports betting network. A little bit of baseball. You know, when I walked in today, the vibe was super off, super off in the studio. You know what I mean? I think Santos was in a really bad mood. And you know what? I think it's because your guys' Yankees mm-hmm. all of a sudden are looking pretty fragile. Fire everybody. Let's go. Uh, Matt Santos, our producer, uh, he, he wants to say goodbye to the Yankees' playoff hopes. That's right. 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 He does. Uh, but I, I don't think you should give up yet. <laughs> it's a, it's definitely a, a depressing time for the Yankees. They've dropped five in a row, JVT. Wow. Time to panic. Uh, no, but since the Yankees traded Joey Gallo, they have not been able to win a game. Ooh, the Joey Gallo yeah. curse, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's what you get. It's what you get. Calling into radio shows, screaming about him. Let's go. <laughs> Over the weekend in uh, St. Louis, the Yankees traded um, Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals right before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Montgomery comes out Saturday, shuts them down over five innings. Yankees get two hits. They lose one nothing. Yesterday, they lose a shutout, or excuse me, a shootout 12 to 9. It was a shutout and then a shootout on back to back days. They get swept in three games by the Cardinals. Frankie Montas roughed up uh, yesterday in his start for the Yankees. So it looked like the pitching staff got better at the trade deadline, but the pitching was terrible. Yesterday in St. Louis, the Yankees were $1.30 favorites. The total was eight. The game flies over the total with 21 runs, and the Yankees give up 12 of those, and the home dog cashes. I I assumed going into yesterday that there was going to be a lot of public money on the Yankees to avoid the sweep yep. in St. Louis. Well, the Cardinals took the brooms uh, to the Yankees, and uh, now the Yankees have been beat up by the Mets and the Cardinals here in the last couple weeks. Okay, well, can we be realistic about this? I know you're going to talk about the Yankees' record and how. No, blah, blah, no, not blah, even blah. that. I just think Giancarlo Stanton is injured, right? He hasn't uh-huh. played since July, what, 23rd, 27th. Anthony Rizzo has missed, what, three or four games with a tight back? Uh-huh. Well, I think everything's going to be Those all right. guys were not on the pitching staff yesterday. Well, I, I understand runs. that, huh? but it's also going to help you out a little bit when it comes to two key parts of your lineup. Sure. I think everything will be all right. But we'll say they were getting a lot of the pitching staff at the beginning of the year. I think that was what we all marveled at, was how good that staff was. And the warts are starting to show itself. Yeah. And if you are going to be worried, I guess that would be the thing. You I thought there was going to be some regression, right? Yeah. We talked about that a lot. And I thought the Yankees were probably uh, playing above their level the first most of the first half of the season. There was going to be a little bit of regression. But uh, how about Garrett, Garrett Cole, too? He got rocked the last time he faced the Mariners. Three homers in the first inning. Yep. Guess who the Yankees faced tonight? Uh, the They're Angels. On, uh, oh, no. Oh, Mariners. Mariners? Oh, Mariners. Okay. Yankees are on a West Coast You're trip setting in me up. I guess. Seattle. Uh, tonight, and uh, after they got beat up by uh, the Mariners in the Bronx last week, and Garrett Cole's going to make a start in this series. It's not going to be tonight. It's Jamison Tyon tonight. Yankees and Mariners. Lucas Gilbert goes for Seattle, and uh, it's basically a pick 'em game right now. It's Circus Sports. It's Yankees minus 106, Mariners minus 104. Similar line here at the South Point. Yankees minus 108, Mariners minus 102. Total of eight. Tonight, and I think this is going to be an interesting series to see if the Yankees can bounce back 
after five straight losses. Yeah, and I think, hey, look, and I had this down. Let me see this double check. I think the market opened up. I had, yeah, New York minus 118 mm-hmm. uh, on the open, on the overnight. I, I think I'm in line here with the market moving in favor of Seattle, mainly because of the two, like, one, Tyon and Gilbert. They're essentially the same pitcher. There's no real difference in their like their advanced analytics to tell you that there's an edge one way or the other for either one of them. And if you look at it from the Seattle standpoint, if we talked about the missing pieces in the lineup for the New York Yankees, if you're going with the missing pieces in the lineup of the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. two identical pitchers, I think you should make the argument here that the Mariners should probably be slightly favored in their own home ballpark. I like Gilbert a little bit in this right? game. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I like the I'm market. I'm not surprised a little bit of the early money came in on Seattle. Yep, I completely agree with that, especially when you're grabbing it at that plus 108 price, which is what it was initially, and now you're sitting essentially as a pick. So I think the ship has sailed on betting it at this point. I mean, I still say, again, probably make the Seattle Mariners a slight favorite, so a little bit more juice to squeeze out of it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think you totally agree with where the market's at at this point right now with this matchup between these two. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens here. Also, I mean, because we're talking about some of these these teams and about value and overvaluing teams. The price tags on the Padres have been a little wild since, huh. the, since the trade deadline, and they got their own heads caved in over the weekend, yes. right? <laughs> I'll tell you what's remarkable about this, and I, I was yeah. thinking, man, I can't remember the last time I saw the Padres actually win back-to-back games against the Dodgers, and I was looking it up last night. The Padres are 2-17 and 17 in the last 19 games against the Dodgers. Really? Did you realize that? I didn't, I didn't think it was 17. that extreme. Yeah. That's, that is pretty incredible, and they're coming off of, again, uh, getting their, you know, what's handed to them by the uh, Dodgers over the weekend series. So now they come in on this losing streak. They're a $1.85 favorite tonight over the San Francisco Giants. And I get, look, the Giants have been playing some uh-huh. inconsistent baseball and whatnot. But again, if you're talking about the way you're pricing out teams, and specifically with some of these pitching matchups as well, I mean, look at the Padres, and I'm not sure I'm in a spot here where even with Blake Snell on the Hill, we're laying a buck eighty-five. The underlying numbers for Snell paint some, like painting a positive picture, right? Four sixteen ERA, three twenty-five fielding independent. But to drive this up from minus one sixty-five where it at would opened up at to minus one eighty-five right now, it seems really strong for San Diego. Yeah, it does. It seems a little strong. I think the Padres, uh, after getting their butts kicked over the weekend, will probably be looking to come back strong at Petco. And they've had uh, great crowds at Petco, great crowd energy, yeah. uh, by the way, in San Diego, especially since the Juan Soto deal. My problem here is the Giants are a bad baseball team right now, and I'm not going to bet on them. They've got a, their pitchers are struggling. They're not getting much offensive production. It's not a team I want to bet on. So even though I'm looking for dogs, and uh, you could probably try to make a case that Giants are live dogs, they haven't looked very live in the last few weeks. Yeah, and Alex Wood, like if I think if you're pointing to a pitcher that would keep them in a the game, it would be Wood. He did get rocked by the Dodgers the last time yeah. out, gave him six earned runs. But you're talking about a 4.42 ERA. You'd say, okay, well that's not great. But a 3.51 fielding independent, that's what you're looking for in some of these numbers, mm-hmm. including the big plus price on the Giants. I like. I'm interested to see if like this is the cap for this minus 185, or if this continues to climb as the day goes along. Because if you're talking about getting in the range of like plus 175 or so for the Giants, I might not I might not be able to turn that down by the time we get the first pitch later tonight. Yeah, I don't know how much higher this is going to go. I yeah. think it's probably capped uh, out, topped at, out, yeah. uh, probably topped out here. Blake Snell right now at circa is minus 176. By the way, yeah. uh, so and Blake Snell had trouble even winning a game. Uh, for the first two or three months of the season. But he's he's pitched better. His last three starts have been awesome. He's given yeah. up the one earned runner fewer in each of the last three and gone six in the last two. So uh, he's, he's looked a lot better. Um, like I said, I get it to a certain extent, but I thought minus 165 was a fair opener. Now we're 20 cents up on that. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, I, th- I think probably my deal here is I've watched a lot of these recent Giants games. Yeah. And, man, that's a painful team to watch. Yeah, because they they uh, really struggled to get much offensive production, and then they ch- they traded one of their better bats mm-hmm. uh, before the deadline last week. Uh, it's just not a team I wanted to bet on in this spot. And then, you know, you could say a lot of times when the Padres play the Dodgers, the next game uh, can be a letdown spot because uh, emotions are so high for that series. But after the Padres. Uh, just took a beating from the Dodgers over the weekend. I, I don't think you can call this a letdown spot. No, I would agree with that. You would probably, probably looking want. to get a big get well spot for the Padres. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to typically make a case for the underdog in situations like this where you think the, the favorite might be inflated. But and I've, I've watched too many Giants games recently, and I can't bet that team tonight. One more game I, I want to throw out to you and get your thoughts on because we've seen the market move about 20 cents in the favor of the underdog here. Toronto opens up a $1.48 favorite on the road with Yusei Kikuchi against the uh, – 
against the Baltimore Orioles and Jordan Lyles. We're now down to as low as minus 128 in some spots. And if there is a guy that you're going to go against here, uh, that would be Yusei Kikuchi because it has not gone really well for him. A fielding independent of over five and a half. Uh, If you look at some of the more recent outings for Kikuchi, you'd be like, hey, last two, pretty solid. But we've seen some other ones, right? He had a five-walk appearance in Oakland where he gave up four earned runs over two and a third. Uh, There has been some pretty bad blow-ups for Kikuchi, and I think that's why you're looking at this overall. You understand the market move because I think if you're looking at Lyles and the Orioles at a price of plus 138 at home, pretty high for the Baltimore. That was the overnight. Yeah, that was the overnight. Right now, you got plus uh, 118 here at South Point, plus 121 at Circa. And, uh, you know, if you're outside of the state of Nevada betting the DraftKings number or something like that, you're going to see a similar number. I think the Orioles are live dogs in this game tonight. Actually, Two of the, I guess we'll call the Mariners dogs, but when I looked at tonight's baseball schedule, I said, you've got to give serious consideration to the Orioles and the Mariners as uh, home dogs. Yeah, and the Lyles numbers too. I mean, statistically, if you look at the ERA, he's the worst pitcher, uh, but feeling independent, 425, much better than what you say Kikuchi's bringing to the table. And, you know, we've kind of seen this with Toronto too. Toronto's a really good team, but there are spots where they're on the road and they're a little overvalued. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about them with Dave Koken on Friday, right, against the Twins, took extra innings, but the Twins took care of business there in that matchup against them as well. So we've seen that with Toronto from time to time. All right, great show today. Thanks for Paul Stone for jumping on with us. And uh, tomorrow, JBT, we have two more teams the edge uh, college football top 40. I find out every morning when you send out the email, so I'm excited to see who it's going to be. I can't wait. Dude, my core is feeling a little tight. Too much torque from yesterday. A lot of golf, baby. A lot of golf. All right. We're all done. Beaston.com slash podcast where you want to go if you missed out on the show. And remember, college football betting guide is out. NFL betting guide is coming out. So hit up the website and sign up if you haven't subscribed yet. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 